You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. <laughs> how about how about if we talk about like the way shit should get done? Wouldn't well, that be nice? You mean the way this uh, podcast should uh, should get done? And I think that's how we're going to start this <laughs> geeky show ever this week, people. Is how should this podcast get done? Some of you are going quickly. Um, <laughs> us out of our misery uh good luck with that um because once we get on a roll here it's kind of hard for us to rein it in but um so yeah we're uh we're gonna start this and this week you know as always as as our tradition and in the bylaws of geekiest show ever we (laughs) we must do the weather and uh i'll I'll start with mine it's not for january i don't want to jinx this it's not horrible um, we had kind of a surprise snow Friday morning. I was thinking there was going to be like maybe an inch. I'd have to go out there with the shovel. No, it was about three inches of kind of wet stuff that I had to blow. It wasn't terrible, but didn't, it wasn't a good way to start out a Friday. But, uh, yesterday the temperature was up to 40. So this evil white stuff, Ooh. sorry, Kevin, um, <laughs> is going to be melting. Um, but the rest of the week for January isn't too bad. Uh, mid to upper twenties, I think, uh, no... Uh, I don't think any measurable chance of January. Snow. We're in February. Well, yeah, okay, that too. February, yeah. We I mean, went too far back in time. Didn't come well, quite back all, all the way full yet. Yeah, well, okay. You know, what's the thing? 30 days has September, April, June, and November, except for January has like 702. I can never remember that. My husband always quotes that all the time. Because yeah. I just use asked your him. Nu- use your knuckles. He does that one too. Yeah, the knuckles. January, uh-huh. February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. But I can never remember December. which order it goes in. Oh. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter which matter. knuckle you start with. Okay. So Just, if I start with my pinky knuckle and I say January, yep. then the 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 valley is February, then March, okay. then you know, and that's, that's how, how you can works? tell. If it's a hmm. bone, it's thirty-one. If it's a valley, it's it's thirty. Oh, okay. Because oh. the bone sticks up higher, and it's a higher number. That's interesting. Today's a palindrome day. Yes, it is. Yep. I saw that. For all uh, the nerds out there, where my nerds at? <laughs> yes, zero two zero two two zero two zero. So there you go. Um, yeah, I got a. There's a guy at school that's fascinated by palindrome, so I'll have to tell him they missed it yesterday. Um, okay, so th- that's my little slice of heaven. Um, we'll save the best for last. Elisa, how is your weather doing? <laughs> it's fine. The snow's gone, except for a few pieces that are just frozen solid and refuses to leave. But those are like little pieces here and there. But you know, for the most part, the snow is gone. And tomorrow's supposed to hit 44, and the rest of the week is going to be in the mid-30s, and then getting into next week, back into the 40s. So, I'm good. Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, and and Melissa, uh, how is your weather? Melissa has nice weather. So, the topic we want to talk to about today... Oh, it's gorgeous today. The sun is just, it's still, it's still sunny out. Just, it's starting to go down, but it's kind of gorgeous right now because the sun is like this. It's like, it it must be the golden hour because it's kind of this gold sheen kind of coming in through the curtains. It's beautiful. But instead, I'm here podcasting with you. (laughs) Okay. That's your punishment or your reward. I don't know. Depends how you look at it. There you, there you go. go. Your your tithe. Yeah. Okay. So this week we we kind of came up with the idea before we started our podcast the time before, uh, and we're just going to kind of uh, discuss our our workstation slash workflows uh, because I'm kind of what started the discussion is 
I, I think I kind of need to get a different desk. I like the ones I have. It's the roll-top desk that I got from my uh, father-in-law when he passed away. And I do like a good roll-top desk. This one isn't horribly fancy, but it's a nice one. But the thing is, I have my computer monitors up on the top of the desk. Mm-hmm. So the, it's at eye level, but then the problem is with my progressive lenses, if I'm trying to read something, oh. especially the smaller print, I have to tip my oh, head back. So, yeah, I'm getting a, a, a strain in my neck. So I want a uh-huh. desk where the they sit down. So I'm looking more, I'm, my head is tilted down more towards the monitors to look mm-hmm. at them so that with my progressive lenses, I can tilt them back and maybe be at kind of eye level and not tilting my head back. Well, not only that, they say your, your eyes should be kind of pointed downward a little bit anyway yes. because then that prevents the dry eye. Uh, I don't have that problem, but uh, just the the strain in my neck because mm-hmm. you know at work I spend a lot of time looking down and I look up and go why me Lord, uh, mm-hmm. so you know my neck gets kind of strained anyway. But so you know this, <clears throat> I, I'm and right now uh, the conclusion I've kind of reached is that I think just for budget purposes I'm going to maybe not get a new desk per se, but I've got a couple little wood cabinets over here they're about the size of a two-drawer filing cabinet i might Mm -hmm. put them put a piece of wood across the top Mm -hmm. uh and a uh, shelf underneath and just use that until Uh i can you know instead of buying something the desk that i can afford i'd rather get the desk that Mm -hmm. maybe i want because i am kind of a Mm -hmm. desk nerd Uh, Mm um because i would like something like with a hutch with no divider in it because I do need space because I do do the dual monitor thing here. I do like that because mm-hmm. when I'm editing the podcast and such, I can have the editor over here and my notes and stuff over here and all this other stuff. Yep. So the, I love having yeah. dual monitors. Yeah. So I, that's one of the prerequisites is I got to have room for two monitors. Um, it's and not like, Kevin's fault. He's the monitor pusher. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, slack a slacker compared to him because he's got well I don't know three thousand I've lost track of how he's, many he's pared it down in recent times but he oh, used okay. to have three year yeah three big wide ones so I'm not that bad but like I say I do like my two uh, they're uh, twenty one diagonal uh, uh, monitors so flat screens so they're pretty good but like I say I do need room for that and then just and I did find. A desk that I thought was pretty decent. Uh, it's not a, a hutch like I would like, but it did have a top on it. And then there was a gap between the desk and the shelves, about oh, four inches or so. And I'm thinking that would be just the right height for so I could put my Mac Mini and my drives and stuff there. So it would be between the top of the desk and the drawers, because like I said, there's this raised space there. So I could put it there so it wouldn't be taking up desk space. But it would mm-hmm. still be somewhat accessible if I need to get to it. So that looks like a good option. But like I say, I'm uh, before I commit to anything, I'm just going to try, you know, maybe alternate plan B over here and just see how that works. But uh, with the big slab of wood across the top, I'm picturing you could get one of those. I have one. Uh, it's like a fellow's keyboard tray. Right. But you mount it on the the wood, and then yep. you can position it and rotate it and stuff. It's those those are pretty cool. Yeah, and I've got I think I know where there's something like that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm going with that. Is yeah, pull out tray uh, because yeah, I do because you know, and we'll be getting to it. I think when we start talking about chairs and everything else, but you know, uh, posture. So I do. My problem right now with this desk is I my arms are kind of up. Mm-hmm. Because it's a standard, you know, roll top desk. It raises your shoulders. And yeah, that. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I'm raising my shoulders and I'm tipping my head back. So I think that's contributing somewhat to my neck pain. So, yeah, I would prefer something that would be, like I say, just above my legs on my uh, when I'm sitting in my chair here. So my arms would be lower and I could keep my neck down. So, you know, I think this would probably take a little bit of strain off of this. And, you know, and over the years I've tried different things. And uh, I think we were talking off air last week. Um and I think it was that you, Elisa, had never seen that chair that we were talking about, that kneeling chair. Uh, Correct. Yeah. So uh, that, that was way back in oh, before the two, uh, 2000s because we were still on the farm yet. But we had this chair where you would basically, you would kneel on it and then sit down rather than, you know, so the your knees were carrying part of the weight and your butt was carrying part of the weight. Uh, because I've had issues with my knees at different times, I think, just kind of stretching them like that. So I kind of like that one, but eventually it kind of, it was wood and it kind of went to heck, so I got rid of that. Um, and I've just gone with a regular chair. I haven't gotten too fancy. Now everyone's got the, uh, and I don't know how I feel about that, the balls that everybody sits on. Um, yeah. I tried that. That's uh, that doesn't yeah. work for me unless it's a really, really tall, big one. Well, but then it rolls away. And yeah. well, the thing is, I like to take a nap. Could you see me napping and falling <laughs> off this thing? No, yeah. no, no. I want something I can just kind of sit back and and relax in. But so you know, that's my well, like I said, that that's my problem. And then um, I was uh, telling them before the podcast started today, our internet went down, and so and because the internet's the hub of everything we do around here, TV, streaming music, you know, uh, Facebook, everything else. So we were running around like a bunch of primitive people listening to FM. Um, and so, but it gave me an opportunity to sit down with my iPad and I started composing a, my, uh, next bard on the planes, uh, podcast so i'm sitting there typing with it and i'm thinking okay so this is a workflow i mean it doesn't have to be a desk it can be uh any place or any way that you can set get comfortable and is creative for you so you know for me sitting in the chair uh sitting back relaxed with my feet up typing on my ipad which wasn't i don't do this a lot but it wasn't horrible and surprisingly with no internet it still would do the predictive typing for me so um I didn't have to spell out every word because my spelling skills are a little meh. Um, but, you know, so if it's sitting in a chair, if it's sitting in a coffee shop with a, you know, uh, laptop, I mean, whatever, you know, works for you. So I think that's what we were going to kind of talk about. So, you know, I've described uh, mine here that I have. Uh, and, Elisa, you put a picture up for us to look at to describe yeah. yours. In the late 90s, we built in a, in a family room addition. So once that was finished, we took the living room furniture out, put it in the family room. So I had nothing in my living room, which is a small rectangle. And I don't know why, but I wanted this armoire that I bought at Staples. And what I'm really proud about, this thing is huge, as you guys can see in the picture. And I put it together all by myself. I only needed my husband wow, to help me lift cool. it. This thing is huge. Yeah, this oh, thing is huge. It's beautiful. The, Does it all fold up and close in? Well, it's supposed to. Supposed to. I have yeah. never done it. I've never done it. See, what it looks like is on the bottom, you've got the desk area. But you really don't have a lot of workspace because there are shelves on both sides. Like in the center, you've got an area where you can put the computer. And then, and I've got my MacBook Pro. And then on the side, you've got two shelves, or really three sections to put, you know, your stuff. And then there's a shelf above where the computer would be for some more stuff. 
Then on the two doors that are supposed to close, you have three little shelves where I've got like, you know, computer ink and I've got some old DVDs and some paper. You're supposed to be able to close that. And then on the bottom, you open a, how do I put this? You have two doors, one bigger than the other, um, that has like to my right is a long shelf where I have the printer. And then underneath it's at that time it was made for a tower, a computer tower. And then on my left, it's got um, a shelf with a pullout drawer, like for files. And right there is where I've got like one of those big, um, one of those uninterrupted power sources, right? The UPS. Yeah, UPS. I've got that sitting there. The problem is, and Mike, when you had mentioned that you want a hutch, be careful what you wish for. Oh, sure. The problem, the problem is I don't have any room. You know, I've got a little stand for my phone. I have my iPad sitting on top of my printer back here. I barely have enough room from a mouse and my mouse pad. I'm like squeezing in my microphone right now, which is why I normally would be at the dining room table because there I could spread out. Mm-hmm. So right. I just don't have the room. And I don't remember why I wanted to have this, but I don't want to toss it because there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. Right. And I don't have anyone to give it to. Mm. Well, and uh, and when I've looked at Hutch's, yeah, that's the one thing. I haven't found the, the right one yet. And I understand why they do it. They put a divider in the middle, and you have yours off to the side there, so you have like three sections. The one I've seen has a divider in the middle, but it's like offset one way or the other. So I couldn't fit two monitors in there. I understand it's for weight support for your shelves in there. So, yeah, there's specific things I want, you know, when I look for, if I ever decide to get that fancy desk. Um, so, yeah. Could you, rather than, a, rather than a hutch, could you just put shelving up on the uh, wall? You could. I mean, it's possible in here, but I would rather not put too many holes in there. And if I decide to move things at some point, you know, then you're going to have to move those shelves and rehang them. And I don't do that very often. But um, and I have had a desk that was designed like that. And, you know, we and that we threw it away several years ago because it was getting old and beat up. But so I know it's possible to get that kind Um I'm just, and I've I've only looked at Amazon. I haven't gone into any of the office stores, but I'm afraid they're going to charge more. Um, and I mean, if money, you know, if money was no object. I, I, you know, there's some of these huge ones that I would like to get, but you know, we're talking thousands of dollars now. It's also space too. But the good yes. thing about going into a Staples or Office Max can, or whatever yeah. supply store is, at least you can get an idea yeah. and say, and 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 get an idea of, will will what you want fit because in your brain you might be saying oh it's only this size and then you go and you look at it and you go holy crap it's a lot bigger than i thought it would be well and looking at your design too because i i've gotten into this thing about watching tiny house shows so i'm looking at that setup that you have and for a a a tiny house because that's something that would fold up and you know space efficient so you know from that but you don't have a tiny house from what i can uh tell but i'm just there's something about the, the design aesthetics of it that you know, it doesn't work for you, but it would work for some people because, you know, you have your laptop, you have all your stuff there. Um, but uh, like I say, for uh, just looking at it from that standpoint, I think it's an interesting design. But if it doesn't work for you, then it, you know, it doesn't work. I mean, uh, look at the picture, look at the computer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you can tell. It's I've crowded. Got a red, yeah, I've got the red um, mouse pad there. I can't keep it straight. Mm. Be- it's just because there's not enough depth oh. mm-hmm. and that's, that's the problem. It's like, I really wish, and the way my house is laid out, I don't have room for a desk anywhere. 
that's the problem. And right. I don't have a spare bedroom where I can say this will be my computer room, you know, spare bedroom slash computer room. The, house, the bedrooms are very tiny. Yep, that's how my house is. It's a very small house. So I put a picture of my workspace in there. This is an older picture, but uh, I've since I remade the um, there's a I actually did a nice little project uh, last weekend. I guess it was I made a I guess you would call it like a desk blotter. I got some nice board and because what I had there was like just some sheets of paper that I had put down. And so I made a nicer one that's a little bit more cushioned and um, I put some nice purple wrapping paper on it. So it looks nice to put my keyboard on top of. But uh, so, so that's actually a little corner in my bedroom. <laughs> so we our house is weird. It's it's a very old house, but our bedroom, the master bedroom, actually used to be the like a driving garage at a long, long time ago. And so I guess the probably several previous owners before we bought the place, they uh, retrofitted this into a bedroom. So it's carpeted and it's you know it's it's nice. It doesn't look like a garage, but you can tell from the outside that. They put in like a big window that this probably was the garage at, at one point in time because the, where there's there's like a concrete uh, driveway type slab, you know, that goes in front. So my husband parks his car there. But so, you know, we were probably we're blessed with a nice big, big bedroom. And so I decided to move my desk in here. Talk about modular or mobile workflow. So for many, many years, I guess when we first when we first got married and, and you know, started living together in this this home, we did have a room in the back that was our quote unquote office and we both had desks in there and we both had computers. And so that's where our office was. That's where the modem was. But this was before iPhones. Like this was before any of the mobile devices came on the scene, you know, so we were like tethered to just a modem with a hub. I don't even think we had Wi-Fi back then. You know, we didn't have like a router, you know. So we started out that way. And then, of course, the kids came and <laughs> the office got pushed out and. And then, you know, we had a parent that lived with us for a while. And so that room got repurposed. And now it's back to being a slash. It's like a, there's a storage closet in there and there's a there is a queen size bed in there. So it is technically a guest room, but it's also like where I, I fold my laundry. <laughs> it's where crafts go to die. It's that, it's that kind of like utilitarian uh, multi-purpose type of room. The kids are still they like they haven't killed each other yet. So we're kind of reserving that, you know, someday when the big one gets even bigger, They'll probably want their own like private space, but bunk beds are, are working for the time being. So for years, as as they were little, you know, when I had Lucian and then when I had Keegan, I was very mobile. I was like a nomad. And so my workstation, my workstation consisted of a rocking chair with and I had gotten uh, it looks like it's like a hospital tray, like the kind of, of tray that you would wheel over to a hospital bed. Mm -hmm. I think I even bought it like at a medical supply store or something. But it worked for me because it was just a large enough space that I could adjust the height of it. I could adjust the angle of it. And it was just big enough to put my laptop on. And it was nice because I could kind of like angle it down and then I could type. And so those were the years that I was doing a lot of like remote work and uh, freelancing, which I, I still do. That hasn't that part hasn't changed. But what has changed is that there wasn't a bait. There's not a baby sandwich in between me and the keyboard. So I did a lot of work with a baby sandwich in between me or stuck to me at, at the time. So that's why I kind of needed that sort of type of workflow. So, you know, your needs change over time. And so finally in the last, probably the last two to three years, I finally said, you know, I need an actual like real desk. I need a desk to like sit at. So I kind of carved out this this spot in the in the bedroom. And Mike, you were talking about, or at least you had su suggested maybe putting shelving on the wall. So you can see we did that. And it is difficult because this is all plaster and concrete kind of a mm. construction. 
but uh, my husband got masonry bits and drilled those those holes in there. So there's actually three shelves. You can't see the top one, but there's three shelves there. So it's kind of a they kind of look like a floating shelf design in a way. And so that's where all the the hard drives and the books and uh, binders and stuff like that goes. And then, uh, as you can see, I have the, we talked about having multiple screens. So I have, I was lucky enough to have somebody who was getting rid of a bunch of stuff and um, she didn't know the value of this, this monitor. So I'm really lucky to have this, but I, I inherited a 27 inch, uh, 27 inch cinema display. Oh, it's not in the Skype chat. It's in the iMessage chat. Should I put it in the Skype? Did no, we didn't get, I didn't get any text. Oh, okay. It's in the goo. It's in our. Goo pod. Maybe I'll move it over to there so you can see what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Might be helpful. Um, yeah, so, and then I have my microphone that's on a, there it goes. Should be coming over now. I have my microphone on a stand because for a long time when I set this up, I had it on, I think it came with like a little tri, trifold, little tripod that you could put it in. And I was having this really uh, annoying humming noise and I was trying to troubleshoot where the problem was. And for the longest time, I thought, and this very well could cause a problem too anyway, but I thought that the humming was coming from the vibration of the computer, like when the fans would spin up or something, or like the hard drives I had on the desk at one time, and I thought maybe it was picking up the vibration from the hard drives spinning. So I got this this stand that the microphone's on. So it's it's like a microphone stand. So it stands freely, and then that way I don't have to worry about interference from the vibration. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much happy with it. The, the downside, of course, is it is in the bedroom. So, uh, like Simon from Essential Apple Podcast, we're always wanting to podcast with each other. But the problem is I'd have to, like, wake up my husband extra early and, like, kick him out of the room, <laughs> you know? So this is my this is my space. So that's why it kind of works on Sundays to carve out this time for myself because this is my little space and it's my little corner of the room. But it's not something I could – I can't, like, work, like, late into the – into the wee hours like I used to like with my husband sleeping. I don't want to keep him up with the light and things like that. And, but see there again, I it's, it's a disadvantage, but it's also, I kind of did it on purpose in a way because I knew that having your workspace in your bedroom isn't the most healthiest thing to do if you're not disciplined. So I did kind of know that going into it and thinking to myself, you know, I need to modify some behaviors here. Like my goal was to get more sleep and you know to get to sleep at a, at a more decent hour like maybe midnight maybe maybe 1 a.m you know <laughs> we'll try uh so i do i am conscious of the fact that this is there and that the lights you know would keep me up and drive me insane so i'm pretty good about making sure that there's no blinky lights or anything that's disrupting my my sleep cycles or anything like i'll put the computer to sleep so it's not got the screensaver running on it and things like that so there is some things to to think about if you are considering moving spaces around and you don't have a lot of space like we do, uh, putting your workstation inside your bedroom, you, you might want to really think about what your needs are before you do that. I don't regret it per se. I do like this area. I do. If we had a bigger house, of course, you know, I would love to have, I would love to have just my own space for this, but you know, I'm working with what I have. This is, this is right. what we have to work with. Right. So I felt that for the space that we have, that this was the best way to utilize that space. And, you know, it's right in between the windows. I had to consider that too, because you don't want to have a window behind you because then the, the screen, I mean, the, the sun here is just so intense. So even with curtains, you'd still have a glare. So that's why I kind of parked it in between the two windows there. So I wouldn't have that glare. But uh, it's it's working okay. I have that, that big, huge uh, printer that, that Kurt gave me. That's, that's a, oh, wow, that thing is a, 
that's a monster. <laughs> but it, it gets used. It's definitely not just sitting there pretty. It's definitely a workhorse, and we definitely put it to use a lot. Um, so, yeah. That's, I have that's a desk nice. in my craft room that someone I know who makes custom closets built it for me, custom oh, for cool. me. So it's, re it's really a little too deep. Mm -hmm. um, but it's got shelving on the side where I keep some of my craft books. I keep some fabric there, too. Um, I don't really use it anymore other than to throw things onto it. Like, mm -hmm. okay, this is the next pair of socks I'm going to make. So I'll put um, some yarn and a pattern on there so I know when I'm ready, that's what I grab. Or when I need to wind yarn, you know, you have a ball winder and a swift, so I attach it to that. Theoretically, I could just move everything upstairs, but I don't want to mm -hmm. be upstairs. I want to be mm -hmm. downstairs. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. one of the things, too. Um, then I'd have to move all my computer stuff when I want. And plus, I also use it if I'm cutting fabric because I don't have a table yeah. to cut fabric for quilting. But I use my the top of that desk to cut the fabric. Yeah, that, that so, needs to be a free and clear horizontal space. Yeah, so yeah. it's just in the long run, it'd be too much of a pain in the neck to move everything mm -hmm. upstairs. I want to keep my computer downstairs. Yeah. Um, I just don't have a place to put it. And plus, it's where I'm sitting. And you guys can tell it's dark because I have a swag light behind me. But mm -hmm. I can't put it. They they don't have bright bulbs. The bright bulbs don't work anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for a new swag to replace it. And they don't make them anymore because they make them hardwired into the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's no. Not what I, that's not what I want. Oh. So I've got to keep looking. And I'm not ordering online. So if that doesn't work, I'm going to have to figure something else out. But I don't want a lamp. Mm -hmm. So this, you know, this is another problem of the house being so mm -hmm. damn old. Yeah, right, yep. I do have an issue with the lamp, too, because there are times when, of course, I do have to work late in the night. I mean, sometimes it just has to happen uh, more times than I like to. And lighting is definitely an issue, especially, you know, with my husband, with my bed only like a few feet away from us and my husband trying to sleep. I mean, he's he's a trooper. He's pretty good about it. He he sleeps through anything. So yeah, it doesn't really bother him. I just really don't like the light. I don't like having to, to work with the light on. And I have a, a similar light kind of like makes a stand there where it it's on an arm that flexes and it has a magnifying uh glass on it it's one of those kinds of lights it, it's yeah. from when i did like drafting mm, and, and right, art and right. stuff like that mm -hmm. so i like the type of light i just don't like how yellow it is and it's just then the problem is the glare because where i have it positioned unless i turn it a little bit so that it's not glaring on the glass of the screen of both of my my screens my my cinema display in front of me or my MacBook Pro to the right of me, I have to angle it and turn it. Well, then it's going to shine like on him. So if he turns over, so yeah, that's that's definitely well, an issue is lighting. Well, and I sent a picture to you guys in um, iMessage there uh, of my yeah. lighting setup. And so I've got the, the arm lights, like you say. Oh, yeah. I, uh -huh. and, but I've got them aimed up towards the ceiling because I don't mm -hmm. like the direct light. Yeah. So I'm bouncing it off okay. the white ceiling, well, formerly white. Mm. Um, yeah, so you have but... a white ceiling. Um, yeah. I, you can see the wood that's in my house. So this is our house has a lot of character. It's actually really adorable inside. It doesn't look the same on the outside as what you would imagine it looks on the inside. On the inside, it looks like a log cabin. So that's actually all tongue and groove pine heavy wood. Mm. And the drawers are like built into the wall. And so if you can imagine that wood that's on the wall there where the you see that's like my closet and my dresser, basically, but it's built into the wall. That is what's on the ceiling with with grooves and, and uh, rafters. So our ceiling. So we don't have a lot of like actual like where you see the plaster wall. Most of our house is that tongue and groove pine. But there's only a few walls that actually have the plaster. And then we don't have plaster ceilings. It's all 
I mean, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful, but it doesn't mean like there's not flat. We can't stick anything up there. So mm-hmm. that's a little tricky to work with. So I couldn't bounce the light off, but that's a really smart idea right. when you have you have that and i guess of the three of us i guess i'm the luckiest because i do have a room to myself here with with plenty of room because once upon a time i did have three desks in here um now i've got two desks you can see uh the other one in the other picture i sent and then off to the right of that second desk is some of those and these we've had these things they're oh man probably 30 years old we had them out in the farm but they're those pressed wood um type uh, cube things where you can stack them in different configurations. So we've got one mm-hmm. set is like three drawers, and then there's uh, one that's uh, they're all the same size, but they are configured differently. So the other one's got like three shelves in it, and the other one I got laying flat because it has no shelves in it. So that's the one that I'm thinking I might take, and I'll have to figure out where I want to put those drawers. But take mm-hmm. the other two and put the board on top of that um, and just do it that way. But So yeah, I've got room down here. Plus I also... Uh, behind me here, um, I've got uh, a bookcase and entertainment center, so I've got plenty of room down here. This is my my he shed downstairs, I guess, if you want to mm-hmm. call it that. Mm-hmm. And gave yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I'm lucky, and I do have room here. But uh, you know, just sometimes it's uh, you you have if you have too much space, you keep too much shit. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I've been trying to pack rat. Well, yeah, sort of, yeah, and then. So I have I have started taking baby steps to get my life in order here. I started out by because uh, I got one drawer that's it's got a few other things in it, but mostly it's just uh, USB cables because I don't like to throw mm-hmm. those things out. Because so I've got you know different lengths of uh, mostly uh, is it the micro USB that most uh, mm-hmm. Android phones and stuff use, mm-hmm. and I yeah. have and I have a couple of. Um, you know, lightning cables in there, but most of my stuff, not just the tablets, but a lot of things take the micro. So I have plenty of them around for whatever I want to use them for. Because even things like some of the uh, 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 echo speakers and some of these other ones, you can plug in a USB micro or mini, micro, whichever, to them and use them that way. So I keep them around, they're handy. So I went on Amazon and bought uh, a 40 pack of Velcro. Uh, cord wraps. You know, I have those too, and I hate them. Uh, I just started. I'll see how they work. But yeah, I'm not. I'm really disappointed. I, I bought my them staples. all together. Yeah, I, I bought them any staples. Wraps. Yeah, I, I'm. You're better off. You know, personally, I prefer just using the twist ties you get from a loaf of bread. I don't even use those. I can't stand those either because I hate that they they fall off. Um, if I do use them, I usually save the ones that come from the product pack- packaging because they're coated. Because the bread ties that come off the bread bag are usually oh. like flimsy and like papery. But I save the ones that are that are coated with you know nice plastic or something. And then I just I just twist it around the end of it like a spiral so that in case I do need to hook it to something, then it's there for me. But I try to avoid ties of all kinds uh, at all because what I do is I have a system where I I, I learned this mm-hmm. this kind of trick when I was a site technician because I had to mm-hmm. you know walk around the school and I was always like covered in cables. I just felt like I always had to transport cables, whether it was power cables, Ethernet cables, USB cables, any kind of cable. I, I constantly had cables around me all the time and I had to carry them. So what I did was I started to learn how to roll them in a circle. That's and what I, I do. 
Do you? Yeah. So yeah. I, I and then I circle. use the twist and I use the tie or the Velcro and I just wrap it around, wrap it around, wrap it around. But it's just annoying as hell and they don't stick very well. well see, I don't even and use I have a that, drawer though. full. I have a drawer full of, like Mike said, of yeah. all these different cables and they were all getting tangled. Yeah. And now I just go in, grab, done. Because really it's a circle. Yeah. So I, the way that I avoid even having to use a twist tie in that scenario is, um, it's hard to describe, but I take the cable, like I, I, I round, I wound it in a circle, maybe like something that, like I said, because I, I walked around with these on me. Uh, so I would, I would make a circle that was just big enough to put my wrist or my arm through it. And then I take the rest of the cable as I get towards the end. And then I wrap that part of the cable around in a spiral around the circle. Right. So the whole thing stays in a circle and it doesn't come undone and I don't have to worry about a twist tie and I can just loop it over my arm. So when I had to carry a bunch of that stuff with me, I would just make these circles and I would just, you know, kind of wrap the, the like half of the wire around itself within the circle in a spiral. And then I could just loop it on my arms and then just undo them as the, as I need them. And so to this day, whenever I travel with cables, I keep them all in these little circles. So I have, so the one Velcro tie that I might use is to connect, is to put all the, the circles together into one big master loop that has all the cables mm. that I need when mm. I need to travel. I've since yeah. gotten a little uh, case that has compartments in it that I put them in now, but that's, that's how I would travel uh, with my bag because you know I never know what I'm going to get into when I go on a house call I mean I just get you know help and <laughs> okay oh. and I go out there and I'm flying blind so I just have to have a little bit of everything with me depending on what I'm going to run into well that's that's the philosophy that I use because uh, you know this isn't workspace related but when I'm at work I have two I, I've joked about them before but I have two saddlebags I carry on myself here two uh, pouches and in one uh, the outside pocket I've got my phone but and on and then one of the inside pockets I've got a, a second set of in-ear buds that I listen to and a backup battery pack and a couple extra cables and a few things like that just for myself or if somebody else needs something charged up but then the rest of them i have tools for work so i've got little cases and i i like cases i like toolboxes i like that kind of shit so um i've got a little case that's got a little ratchet uh, screwdriver and a whole bunch of different bits. So it's got fat flat and Phillips and Torx and square and hex heads and, you know, anything you might need. And then on the other two, I've got in one pocket, just miscellaneous wrenches and knife, uh, a box cutter, uh, vice grip, a few other things there. Uh, and then in the last pouch, I've got another case with it's just got different sized uh bits in it and some sockets and that kind of stuff so yeah i i like that notion that because my thing is if i'm at school working it's not a huge school but if i have to walk from one end to the other to get tools and fix something whereas just having something on me then pull out and do it right now and save myself a few steps um you know then that's the way i do it so yeah i kind of like the the modular the kit idea having things kind of you know so you can just get to them and that's and i've Okay, like I say, baby steps. So I've started that drawer, and I've got the cables in there, so they're not all tangled up. It's a start. I don't use them all that often, but when I do, I want to be able to uh, reach in there and grab them and find them and not have to untangle a bunch of cables or you know, anything like that. But, you know, so I'm, I'm that's half the battle knowing where you have all this stuff well, and yeah. carrying the inventory in your head, you know? Well, I always carry an inventory in my head of some sort <laughs> or another. I, it's even if it's, I should have something like this. I, you know, mm -hmm. but then the, I, yeah, then you have too much stuff. In it. Is it here? Is it over mm -hmm. there? Yeah. So, you know, I'm slowly kind of starting to, you know, work on that. And I had tried at some point, 
um, I tried to get organized, um, and I tried, because I've got different game controllers, because i got Xbox, and I've got all the other stuff, and I tried putting them on the wall to get organized, mm-hmm. and it was one of those ideas that in my head it seemed better than what it right? is. <laughs> and I need to refine it. But yeah, so uh, you know, uh, sending you guys a picture. I just bought these hooks and hung all my game controllers on the wall because they, you know, they have batteries that need to be charged. So I ran uh-huh. these cables up there and I should have, I do have some um, basically surface conduit. And I, 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 like I, said, I try to avoid putting too many holes in the wall, but maybe if I did mm-hmm. that and then had the wires come out so that there's a little bit more cable management to them, so it's just mm-hmm. not this mass of wires, you know, mm-hmm. against the wall. I'll try, try wrapping them in circles like we were talking about, and no, then you but, can just hang the circle. Well, yeah, but you need to be able to have them so that you can plug them into the... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I need better cable management, but I do need them so mm-hmm. that I can plug them into the controllers. And because not if they were all the same kind, mm-hmm. of course they're not. Because I've got most of them are USB uh, micros, but there's a mm-hmm. couple USB Cs in there. So you got to mm-hmm. be able to keep your keep them separate so the right cable will go in the right mm-hmm. controller. But uh, sometimes with that kind of stuff, I usually just plug it into the device and then I I roll it into a circle. Right. So it's connected to it, so I, I know that they go together. Right. Um, well, and then really... and then have a couple of kids, and then sure. see how how organized your life stays. <laughs> We've had three, yeah. And so, yeah. Why do you think I call myself Captain Chaos? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, and like I say, I have the advantage of being an empty nester, so I do have this room. But you know, there's still, and you know, part of it has been driven too by the fact that having to deal with when my mom passed away and then when my wife's mom passed away and you have all this yep. stuff at and some you inherited point stuff. Yeah. You inherit stuff and then you kind of go, okay, I like my kids. They did give me a little bit of hell, but uh, when they were growing up, but maybe I should, you know, be nice to them and give them something that's not, they don't have, when it comes time to deal with our stuff, they're going, Oh my God, what were my parents? Yeah, you know what? That that's exactly <laughs> what has, has, set me on the path of trying to purge sure. and, and simplify because that happened to a, a family member of ours too who had passed away and they were a pack rat and I my gosh I mean it, well, days and days and days and and then it's 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 interesting too like in my line of work I actually have become over the years kind of a bit of a digital undertaker so I have gone and helped out women whose husbands have passed away and they were computer you know pack rats or whatever and saved a lot of stuff and so i've helped them kind of sift through things but a lot of times you know i i end up being hired to clear off someone who passed away you know clear off their mm. computers so that their identity doesn't get you know repurposed or something like that so there's there's the, even just the personal identification data side of things you know um this family member that passed away i mean they had all kinds of hard drives and we didn't know what was on them and you know there could have been could have been any multitudes of things and because they just bought them from different places but Oh my gosh! Then you got to sit there and like, well, I don't know if I should throw this out or if I should, you know, should I just run a magnet over it and be done with it? I don't even know if that <laughs> really work. And, uh, but yeah, it's it's a burden. It's you right. know, it's just plain and simple. It's a burden that I don't want to leave for anybody right. else because I've seen multiple, not just this one, but multiple family members who have gone through that where you know the people left behind are left to kind of pick up the pieces and have to deal with it all. And it's just a huge, huge strain that I don't want to leave around. So I see myself headed in that direction and I'm trying to uh, adjust and correct course. (laughs) 
Well, and, you know, I think the other thing when it comes to workplace uh, or workflow design is, you know, maybe the first thing you, th- you need to do is what exactly is it you're doing? Um, mm-hmm. Because yeah, now, the task. well, yeah, because now as I'm looking at my setup here, you know, I realize the only time I'm really sitting here most of the time is when we're podcasting. Um, or if I have something, you know, that requires, you know, a, a desktop you know, to do most of the time, I can get a lot done on my iPad and some of my other tablets. Um, so I could just as easily, um, because when, uh, when I was doing my, uh, holding out for hero podcast, I did it as just an exercise to see how well it would work. I did all of it on my iPad. I recorded it. I edited it. I updated the web page. You know, I did all this stuff on the iPad and, you know, that seemed to work for me. Now, for us, the way for this podcast, that wouldn't work because we got to have uh, Skype and we got to have something to record it with. And I think that's going beyond the abilities of the iPad. But, you know, if you're just doing a, a podcast by yourself um, with a little bit of equipment, you could you wouldn't need, mm-hmm. you know, a desktop computer to do that. You could do that on your on your iPad, and you know, unless it's really extensive, you're doing a lot of you know work with it. But for something like me, where basically I just recorded it, did a little bit of editing, put it up, did a few other things, that worked quite well. So you know, I think it depends upon you know what you're going to do. Because I've got a MacBook Pro that's sitting over there that I don't use because I realized well the battery swelled and that the keyboard it was one the keyboard quit working. I didn't want to or parts of the keyboard quit working. I didn't want to spend $200 to fix it. Uh, and I realized I didn't use a laptop that much, but now a tablet, that's a different story. Uh, you know, the battery lasts longer. It's more versatile. You can uh, touch and do things with it. Um, so, I mean, I think you need to really think about what it is, how what it is you want to do and how you want to accomplish it because if i can sit over here in my chair with my feet up and do a lot of this stuff rather than sit at you know hunched over a desk you know i might do it that way but um and then then, it's definitely needs based you know it depends on what what your needs are and 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 it also depends on what your needs are at the time and like in my life i've i know that things just i have to be flexible i just have to be in my line of work, like what I do for a living, what I do at home, everything I do has to be flexible. I have to be able to do something quick, think, think on my feet, you know? Um, so I don't always have like the luxury of being able to sit down and say, okay, what is it that I need to be able to do and then craft a space for that? Maybe that'll happen when I'm retired. <laughs> I don't know. But right now it doesn't seem to really fit anywhere. I, I need to be able to just uh, kind of think on my feet and just do what I need to do where, where it is that wherever it needs to be done. So I like the idea of being mobile. So like you, I've been, you know, doing a lot of stuff on my iPhone or some of the things on my iPad. But that was kind of part of why I did create this workspace that is a desktop environment, because I think that when you build a space for yourself, it's a way to uh, modify your behavior. Like if you're trying to change a behavior, like maybe the behavior that you're trying to change change is not to be such a pack rat, not to collect so many things. So if you say, okay, well, my workspace is going to be smaller now, like like I did, you know, here in this instance, I carved out a space in the bedroom in the corner. Well, I don't like my bedroom to be cluttered. I don't want my my sleeping space to be cluttered with things. So the pictures that I show are terrible examples because that's in the process of organizing things. But normally I do, I kind of have a bit of a zen going on. I do actually kind of keep things nice and neat and tidy and in tidy piles. And I don't like to look at a lot of clutter. 
So something like a, did you call it a credenza or what is it? Oh, the armoire. I like the idea of something that can close up, which I do have. I do have in this room also in in our bedroom and in our living room. And I call them the media cabinets because we do actually have a, um, it's like a little, I don't know what you call it. It's like, it's like a bookcase, but it has, it has doors that close onto it. And so I keep the type of stuff in there that has blinky lights because I can't stand to see those lights. Uh, <clears throat> so I have media things like, so for example, in our bedroom, I have an old iMac and really it's only purpose is to serve as like a media center. Um, occasionally the kids will come in and, and maybe do some homework on it or something, but it's gotten to be so old that it just, you know, the, bra- the browser just doesn't really work very well and it's very slow and stuff, but it's just enough to throw a bunch of iTunes, you know, songs on there. That's where I have the Plex server when I, when I tinker with that. And, uh, so that's inside this cabinet and I pulled the backing off of it and it's away from the wall so that there's a little bit of air circulation in there. It's probably not the best. It's probably not ideal. It probably does get kind of hot in there. Um, but so that's one thing that I have. And then in the living room, I have something similar because they have their Wii and they have, you know, some of their gaming stuff. And just like you, you know, they have all these game controllers and things like that. So all that stuff kind of gets thrown. <laughs> Sometimes it does get thrown in there, <laughs> hmm. but you know, their, their games and their, the CDs and the cases and all that kind of stuff. So the CDs, the DVD player, all that stuff is inside of a cabinet. So I do like the clean look of things and the fact that we do have a small space in here and the fact that I did choose to carve out this section in the bedroom kind of forces me to downsize. It kind of, you know, you, you kind of get yourself, you paint yourself in a quarter, so to speak, and you force yourself into a certain area where you have to change your behavior. Like you can't collect stuff. You can't let things pile up because then it invades the space of someone else that's in there. So, you know, uh, I think you're, you, you're right. You probably are spoiled by having your right. man cave there and you know, yeah. you've just been and, allowed to go unchecked for all these years. <laughs> yeah. You're looking at my pictures and I probably, uh-huh. uh, probably overshared a little bit there because you're probably going, Oh my God, how does he live that way? Um, yeah. No, but you're like everybody, every relative that I know. So it's like no surprise to me. It's yeah. just, it's, but uh, you know, it's, it's obvious that that's, that is the case. I mean, you have that room yeah. and, and you said it yourself, you're spoiled. So it, well, it's a behavior yeah. issue. <laughs> and and I want to say maybe a little bit of OCD because I'll go with something mm-hmm. for a while. Then I go, Oh, shiny and move over yeah. here. And you know, you put stuff down and I'll get back to it. Oh my God. Well, ADD and OCD. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. ADD, maybe not OCD. If I was OCD, maybe I'd keep it cleaned up. Uh, ADD. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause it's like, like, you know, yeah, I, I do something because, you know, I'll start. So, oh, I thought of this. Let's do that. And, you know, I move uh-huh. on to different things. And so, yeah, I, again, Captain Chaos. Um, I think that's the nature of a tinkerer, though, because oh, yeah. when I see a workspace like that and, you know, even my own workspace, I think back to, I think, where where I got it from. And it was from watching my grandfather's. Um, my dad had a work, like he always had a garage or like a work shed. And if he didn't have one, he built one. Like when he, uh, got his new place, like he built two, two different sheds and like, that's where he does his work or he'll do it outside. I mean, he, my dad always tinkered with stuff. My dad was always fixing things. He was always, always had projects, always, always, always had projects growing up. So I just remember him constantly being busy with stuff, doing stuff. I don't know that I consider it tinkering per se, but he definitely had a plan and he had a project. And most of the time, like he would follow through. I mean, there was a time when uh, in my old house growing up, (laughs) you'll laugh at this. He decided that he didn't like the paint on the wood. So he set out to remove every single um, 
you know, edging around the ceiling and around the windows. And then it came to, you know, my mother kind of like put up with it. You know, she's like, okay, you know, that looks nice. Like, you know, he'd put it back up. He'd stain it. He'd strip all the paint off of it. And then he'd stain it back to its natural wood color. And it was really pretty. And I think she kind of drew the line when he took apart the stairs banister. Because <laughs> that was a little dangerous. So no. for like, I don't know. It seemed like an eternity. But it was probably like for a couple of months or something. We didn't have the, the railing and the banister on the stairs. So it was very precarious trying to go up and down the stairs every single time you had to go up with a big laundry basket or, you know, something. And felt like you're going to fall off the stairs. So <laughs> you got to be careful uh, those projects that they don't interfere right. with other people's uh, well, spaces. And as you say that, I think I get this from my mom because she was always one of those people that she'd have sewing projects going on. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, she, you know, she's been gone. It'll be, what, nine years uh, in March. Uh, and there's probably still patterns out on the farm yet upstairs oh. that she started probably when I was – in high school or earlier. So, you know, there's projects out there that are 40, 50 years old that now obviously are never going to get done. But uh, she was always one of those. You don't think uh, that... your daughter or like somebody no. might pick it up? No. no what about 4-H? No. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you may find well, some place to donate those to. Or well, a Girl Scout troop or something like that that might want to finish yeah. it. Well, no. I think at this point uh, the house is getting in disrepair. I don't know if they're in good shape to do any of that oh, stuff. Anyway, yeah. Uh, one of those things that the house we, we keep hoping for a uh well-aimed lightning strike would solve a lot of problems <laughs> for us oh believe me i get <laughs> it i have a family member like that too it's yeah like, uh yeah yeah a good a good wind yeah and something is dangerous like any well, kind of fabric is dangerous and i, and I sure. have that tendency too i definitely have my that's why i i told you that that back room is also described as the place where crafts go to die <laughs> because they do i will start i'm that way with crafts as much as i am with with tinkering and stuff i will i will start a project and then you know it is a little add but it's also kids it's just i get i just mm. i get interrupted i think to myself oh yeah i can do this and or i want to do this really badly damn it and i'll i'll just dig my hooks in and i want to start this project but then it just it never comes to fruition it's so frustrating but yeah fabric and and yarn and uh, all that stuff that is dangerous and and then like you inherited a bunch of stuff from family members i inherited a bunch of stuff from a, a woman who was in a, fa a friend of the family and I ha inherited her sewing stuff. So I have like 127 different colored kinds of zippers. So I will never have to buy a zipper ever again. Don't know when I'll actually right. sew one in something, but I right. have them. Well, and, it, you know, it's like I can't bear to get rid of it because, like, well, what if I need it someday? Yeah, oh, I know. That's <laughs> the the pack rat challenge is mm -hmm. that you know, I, because we went it, it, with my dad, too, because I think the maddest I ever saw my dad was he was out in the field one day and my uh, brother and sister came home uh, to visit and they decided they were going to do dad a favor and clean up his garage. Uh, oh, God, yeah. uh -huh. was he pissed. He couldn't find anything yeah. for a month until he got the shit back yep. the way he wanted it again. I learned that lesson the oh, hard time because no. I am I, I am an organizer so that's where my my compulsive my my OCD comes in because as much as I love to collect things I also then get in these fits of I think it's an anxiety thing but I get in these fits of organization where I, I have to organize stuff and like that's all I will focus on and it might not even be my stuff. It'll be like someone else's stuff. Like I did that when I was a kid. If somebody had a messy desk, like if my, my classmate next to me had a messy desk, I like I couldn't stand it. And they didn't care. And, you know, I offered to clean it and they said, sure, because they got a clean desk out of it. And, you know, they weren't at the age where they complained about not being able to find anything that they, they, they were just happy that it 
weren't getting in trouble for having a messy desk, but I just love that kind of a challenge, you know, where okay. something's like a mess. And no, I'm not coming to your house, Meg. Okay. Sorry. Well, and, and, and <laughs> I was going to, but I was going to say my thing. My room looks like a mess, but I understand that mess. That's the thing because yeah. I know it's right. it's somewhere. You know, it's here or there. Or so, you know, I can I can narrow it down. Can I? You know, blindly close my eyes and find it? No, but you know. Um, but you have an idea. Where I have is. an idea. Yeah, and it's I, like categorized. Well, yeah, and it's one of those things. Uh, even at school, I'm the. I kind of refer to myself as the school scrounger because, you know, school, we got a lot of disparaged mm -hmm. stuff around there, uh, mm -hmm. miscellaneous stuff. And so people, and I like to be one of those people that's helpful and I can come up mm -hmm. with crazy ideas. So, you know, they're doing a play and, uh, well, we need to make some trees. Well, I said, okay, I can go get the, <laughs> the stands for the uh, high jump. Because you can extend them and you can you know wrap paper around them and you can do things uh, so you can make trees out of that. So you know I like being the idea guy, but you know the thing is we, there's all this stuff and you know every once in a while I will go through and just refresh my memory of what we have and where it's at. But so you know like if somebody is doing something, oh yeah, how about you know um, you know we do something you know um, we grab this and do something with it. So. Yeah, like I say, for me, it's more of a memory thing than it is an, mm, an organizational thing. So, um, mm -hmm. and that's the way I like well, it best. People know I where their stuff is in, yeah. in their own space, and so I've gotten in trouble over the years with family members and stuff for, oh, I'll do them a favor. <laughs> I'll clean up their area. No, yeah, no. not good. Nope, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, Melissa, that's not a favor. That's, well, it's, it's, it's a bad yeah, thing. It's like, you know, if someone's blind yeah. and you move their, their oh, yeah, yeah. night table and their their room and they come home they're gonna walk into yeah. it so don't right. do that <laughs> well and for me a lot of it's just muscle memory too uh because mm -hmm. you know oh, yeah i can walk in there and i i know where it's at and you know and that's mm -hmm. kind of the problem sometimes when you have two people doing one job because oh you, yeah you ha both have to be on agreement where things go and if somebody yeah. doesn't or if a third party which in a school is most of the damn school uh they want something so they grab it they don't bring it back they don't put it back where it is uh, it's supposed to and then I walk around uh, saying words that would make a sailor blush because I can't <laughs> find, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then so I spend 20 minutes trying to find something. So, yeah, um, that's where I kind of lose my crap is, like I say, especially at the school. I don't mind if people borrow things uh, uh, as long as you just either A, tell me. Or bring it back when you're done and put it back where you got it. You know, I, I try Makes to be you wish flexible. you had like some kind of you know database that you could sign things in and out and stuff. Oh, I, the thoughts cross my mind. Yeah, thoughts cross my mind are RFD uh, tags I can track. Oh it with. yeah. Or RF... have you seen the ones that you can print or you can? Uh, they're they're like stickers you can buy. I think and I've you seen can scan some of them those. and program them. Yeah, I've, mm -hmm. I I think I've seen some of those. Actually, I want to put RFID chips on the staff and students uh, <laughs> just so I can track them. But now we're getting into Orwellian territory. But yeah, <laughs> yeah they frown upon such thing as that. So I have to limit my you know how much I can organize things or organize people. But um, yeah, so like I say, you know the the whole workflow idea. Um, you know, like I say. The more I do this, the more, like I say, my, my iPad, you know, maybe at some point if I get some things paid off and some other things, maybe I'll get an iPad Pro, which would have just a little bit more horsepower to it, a little bit bigger screen. Um, but then you got to get rid of the old stuff. Yeah, right. Okay. Sure. Tell me another story. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. no, I've got stuff. Uh, I've got 
some things I should just get rid of. Yeah, because it's old, nobody wants it. But yeah, I've got to go through and you know do things. And then, but then I got some stuff I don't want to get rid of, and that's another thing which isn't necessarily workplace workflow related. But I've got a few things here, and my son came home for. Christmas and he was helpful and he said okay let's just because our basement was kind of our catch-all place and it was kind of driving us up a wall so we went through we was disciplined we threw some things we organized things and and then he took the time because we got a big entertainment center out there and so we've got this I've got this different stuff so now he set up my old color computer on there with the uh, the old five and a quarter inch floppy disk drive and some other uh, attachments, and he took my other computer and set that up. And but now I do Mike's ha- museum. It is and I, and ten cents a, ten cents admission. Well, I'd probably be overcharging, but um, <laughs> I do have. But I do have a couple other things I would like to display. I've got my father in law's. Uh, Commodore SX64, which was a luggable computer. So it had mm-hmm. this little thing that flipped down. There was a four-inch screen in there. Uh, you, you put in a floppy drive, and you could run it off of there, which is kind of cool and somewhat collectible. And I still got that. And that would be something I'd like to put out and display, but I haven't figured out how to do that yet. But I've just got stuff like that. I've got a few other computer-related things that I would like to have. And in the one picture, that last picture I saw, I don't know if you can see it, but over on the uh, left-hand side of the screen back over here behind me, I've got my uh, my grandfather's uh, Amberola record player. Oh, there. I thought, that's what I thought. It was like some kind yeah. of stereo equipment. Yeah, no, no, this is uh, this is mono, strictly mono, because it's mm. got this big horn that comes down. That's all the amplification that it is. But, um, hmm. so... Um, like a modern Victrola? No, well, it's an Amberola, because the records mm. are, look, are about the size of a pop can. They're not flat, oh. they're round. They're cylinders. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because um, huh. that's the, well, you can't see it, but I, the tattoo on my arm, that's one of the tattoos I got is of that Amberola back there. Um, oh, so, so, you know, you've got those things you want to display, too. So, like, I've got some room. I just need to, like, you know, throw shit. But then I also see some <laughs> stuff up here that my kids made. Well, you know, that's not uh-huh. that's not shit. you got to hang on to that. Yeah. But you yeah. Gotta, but you got to make decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yep. So okay, that's that's our ideas. Now let's go to our our picks, which kind of you know define what we're thinking here, what our plan is. So let's. I think Melissa, you've probably got the most interesting one here, uh, the most uh, maybe torturous device. <laughs> um, maybe for my family. I actually yeah. have this. That's okay. why I wanted to put that in there. Um, and here's my thinking behind it. So what it is is now the name of this on the Amazon link is a little misleading. It says it's called a portable tattoo spa mas- massage chair. Uh, it's a leather pad travel with free carry case. That's what it's called. It's kind of a stupid <laughs> title. They always are, right? But this is one of those, like you were talking about earlier, how you used to have the chair where you would kneel on it. Mm-hmm. Instead of sitting on it, you, you kneel on it and it kind of takes the weight off of your, you lean forward, you know, so you're not sitting back or not, you're not putting all of the weight like on your glutes. Well, this is one of those massage chairs that you kneel into it. You, you place your knees on the pads that are down below and you can angle the chair and you kind of lean forward and it has a, a pad that goes up, you know, it goes onto your chest. And then it has one of these face cradles you put your face in. And Elisa, we were talking about this last time, too. You said you had an aunt or somebody. Um, they make these things that are just the face part where it's a face cradle. 
for your desk or you can put it in oh, between my, your mattress. My sister-in-law, and, yeah, my yeah, sister-in-law. For that eye surgery where they put a yep. bubble in your eye and you have mm-hmm. to lean forward and you have to you have to remain in a certain position for so many hours each day in order to recover from the surgery. So that's another thing that you could use this for. But I mean, it's got all these different uses. But I specifically got it, um, I got it for, you know, to have my family help me out with a massage or I thought about maybe like hiring a student or somebody to come over and actually, you know, give me massages because I've, I've got a lot of, uh, I have like pinched nerves and neuropathy and things like that. And so I struggle with sitting at a desk for a while. You know, the picture that I showed you has just a traditional office desk chair and then sometimes like I'll put a, a pad on it for the coccyx area or, you know, lumbar pad, those kinds of things. I'm always trying to get myself into a less painful position and that gets really challenging. So I got this uh, with the intention that it would be good for, you know, giving massages. Um, You know, I teach the kids how to do it and um, you know, it's just a good healthy thing for the family to have. But then also I've tried it and I think it's going to work out pretty nice if I just kind of get used to that workflow, so to speak. Um, I could use this in front of my desk if I just take off the the face cradle, it's a bar that goes down into it. Everything, it's all foldable. That's why it says it's a travel version because this thing does fold up. And what's nice about it is it doesn't take up a lot of room because like right now I have the chair in front of my desk. And because I didn't think, I thought it would be too awkward to do it with the microphone and everything. I haven't quite figured that out yet. But this whole thing folds up and I just keep it behind my bedroom door. I just have it kind of leaning up there. But it will fold down if you take the the head cradle the face cradle off of it it all comes apart and you can store it in a bag you know you can carry this thing in a bag it's it's heavy i mean it's not something you want to carry for a far distance but it is portable um so i thought it'd be fun you know have like spa parties if i have friends over or something like that um it's just something nice that you can lean into and then you can angle it you know in all different angles to, to put your head forward to put your neck down to, to really like open up that space in your cervical column but if you take that face cradle off you're just left with just the part that your chest rests on and you can just lean forward and sit on it as a chair and I have tried it a couple times and it's actually really nice because it takes the weight off of my back because I'm leaning forward and it helps out with my shoulders because my shoulders are angled forward instead of rolled back you know and so I can type you know a little bit easier you can even there's a little place to rest your hands so that you can put your it's for it's all for placement. It's all, you know, I guess chiropractors use these and massage therapists use these kinds of chairs. But you can put your iPad or your phone on this little this little platform that's in the front and then just be looking down at it. So I just thought this would be an interesting way to be able to sit at a desk um, as a part of an ergonomic workflow and, you know, just something different to to stretch yourself out and and get comfortable in a different way, you know, some, some way to alleviate pain. Like you were talking about your neck pain, you know, this would alleviate your neck because you're, yeah. you're leaning forward and you're taking literally all that weight off of your, your neck. And when you position it just right, you know, I'm sure that after a long period of time, then your forehead and your cheeks would get kind of smushed, but you know, so not, you don't want to be sitting in anything for too many hours at a time. That's, that's the key. Again, this goes back to behavior modification. You put yourself in a situation where you're forced to change your behavior, then, you know, you're likely to, to not have so many pains and aches if you get up and move around more frequently. Well, I'm just, so look- it's 70 bucks, you know, yeah. it's $69.99 on, on Amazon. And, um, you know, you put it, it comes in a bag. You, it's not super hard to put together. There's not like a whole lot of parts, but you know, you just kind of put it together and then it folds up and it's portable and it's affordable. So I thought it was a pretty good addition to my uh, my workspace here. 
Well, I'm just trying to picture that if I used it at this desk here. Um, I might sit, well, I might be able to lean over the desk a little bit further. So maybe I could, mm -hmm. I could uh, maybe take my glasses off to see the monitors. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, but, uh, you know. I don't think it could be like a full-time chair, but it's definitely something different well, that you could do. I don't know. I can make lots of things full time, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you can actually sit on it the other way around. Like that's right. I guess that's why they call it like a tattoo chair because you can right. you can angle the the seat part and you can angle the everything's ang you can change the angle of it, but you can actually angle it so it's on a, like a ninety degree so it's more of a flat seat instead of angled forward, <clears throat> and then you can actually just sit on it and put your back up against that part where your where your head would go. That might be good for video games. Not, I wouldn't do it for the computer, but maybe when yeah. you're playing a video game. Oh, yeah. yeah, because you've got to have, because that's the problem that I have been experiencing over time is when I'm sitting on, say, the couch or sitting at a chair or, or especially at a table. If I'm sitting, you know, in a 90 degree angle chair and I'm sitting there with my iPhone and I'm holding it and I'm using it with two hands. The the action of squeezing my shoulders together in that area has caused just a lot of pain and discomfort. But when I sit on this, it keeps my shoulders apart and I'm leaning forward. So I don't know. It just it positions me in such a way that I don't feel that stress and that strain of squeezing together. It kind of spreads you out and, you know, it can angle your, your neck a little bit better. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the name of the game is just trying to get comfortable. And... Everybody's different, so every body literally right. is different. Okay. Everybody has different pain points. Okay, well, now I see, and I'm going to guess uh, this is just a wish of yours, Elisa. Uh, well, it looked nice. Um, it obviously, I don't have the room for it, but this is called the Monarch Specialty Computer Desk. It's an L shape, and you can set it up so the L is on the left or on the right. But mm. just looking at the picture, it's got um, an open, just an open desk area where you can put your computer, whether it's a, in an iMac or just a laptop. So you've got a lot of space there. And it's got two small drawers underneath, which looks like maybe just for pencils or something small. And it's all open on the bottom and in the back. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of room for your chair if you want to put you know, a garbage can or a shredder or something like that underneath. And then in the picture, they have it on the um, attached to the right side where there's a little space on the bottom where you could put a printer. My printer wouldn't work, so I'd have to put mine in the corner where the two so desks meet. So my behemoth, meet. that wouldn't work either. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Yeah. But it looks like it's got, um, according to the picture, it's got the printer, and then it's got like a paper on the shelf on top. Obviously, you mm -hmm. put whatever you want. Then a drawer, and then on the right side, it's got three drawers, and the bottom one looks like more of a filing kind of a drawer. Yeah, definitely. And then it's got a little bit of a desk space and then the hutch area where it's got two drawers an open area and then the very top where you can put some stuff so that looks like from my purposes that would work beautifully if i had the room for it mm -hmm. and you know under four hundred dollars so the price is reasonable mm -hmm. and if you look further down in the reviews i remember seeing um you scroll down here reading some of the reviews you can see how customers set it up you've got customer images Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. So you can see how a lot of the customers set it up. So I found that to be really interesting because it doesn't have to be against a wall. Because mm -hmm. hmm. um, there was what, like this one person has it against the window, which I always wonder, like, why would you want to put something against the window? Yeah. 
Mm, I w- yeah. You know, I, I see people putting their beds in front of a window and their computers. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Because I, I, I have clients and stuff that have theirs in front of windows, too. And uh, I always advise against that because that sun comes in, especially here, and it bakes your stuff. It's not good to have your electronics in front of windows like that. Well, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to. Is it directly in front of oh, the window? Oh, Direct. Yeah, yeah. the picture yeah. that I'm looking at is directly in front of it. There is it one too. that was just posted a month ago. It's almost like, um, I'm not sure what kind of room this is in her house, but she has it so that the the desk isn't against the wall. It's more like the right side is against the wall, but the other part of the desk is just in the room. So her chair is more against the wall. And there's another desk that she's got in there and some bookcases. And then she's got some shelving on the side of the wall. I'm like, oh, if only. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is like your room, like a catch-all room, if this is where her kids do work, or if this is just her craft room. I, I don't know. But just looking at the room, like, oh, I like this. I like how she's got this set up. Right. It's good. I, it's it's good when people post that stuff because it gives you ideas. Yeah. That's why right. I said, ooh, this, this would be a good desk for me if I had the room. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I get the part about putting it in front of the window, like say, bad for electronics. But uh, because I, I, my room down here is a basement room, and there's times I wished that I could be upstairs and look out a window at the outside and, you know, see the outside nature, all this other stuff. Um, so I, you mean I all your get snow? that. <laughs> well, okay. I just wonder, like this one that sure. I'm looking at. Um, I'm just wondering why he, the person, didn't flip it. And put the computer part of the, you know, the desk part that sits, the computer sits on against the wall. And then you could just turn your head to look out the window. You know, yeah. that way you don't right. have the sunlight directly sure. hitting you. Right. Yeah. You know, but, you know, obviously yeah. we know this person. We don't know what their setup is like. Right. It could be that maybe where the plugs, you know, the outlets were. Maybe yeah. that's what worked out the best. Uh, maybe keep an eye on their kids. Maybe they write and they need nature to inspire them. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. yeah, that's I mean, true there's too. All kinds of reasons. There's but definitely it's... something to be said for having that sun blasting you. I mean, that's good for you. It's just bad for electronics. That's right. It's good for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and like I say, I, you know, I'm a desk nerd. Uh, I would like to have more. I'd like to have elaborate desks. Um, because the one I got over here that my other computer sits on is a corner one, and it's nice. It's loaded with crap. But, uh, I mean, it's my crap. But, yeah, I do like that kind of stuff. Um, So for my workflow pick here, since, uh, you know, I was talking about, uh, uh, you know, having a mobile workflow or iPads or, you know, tablets or something like that, I found the Pulaski Larson Theater Recliner uh, Mm -hmm. for $521. But this one has got a few things that would make it nice for this kind of stuff. First of all, it has a table that can go on either the right side or the left side. Uh, so you can put your laptop on there. You can put your tablet or your food if you're eating. It is a recliner. So, uh, you can, you know, sit back and relax a little bit if you want. And then on the sides, um, uh, in one of the drawers, there is uh, two USB chargers mm-hmm. and a plug-in. So if you wanted to plug mm-hmm. your laptop in or your charger uh, to charge your phone or your tablet or something like that, uh, you've got a place for that. Uh, the other side, I think you can store your tablet in if you wish. It's got a, a cup holder on there. Uh, so, I mean, this could be a great gaming slash, you know, productivity slash take a nap mm-hmm. share. It reclines uh, out flat. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, yeah, so it's got different things you can do. And I'm just, and, you know, you know for $521, okay, you know, it might be a little pricey. But, I mean, if you were a person that did a lot of work, um, like I say, especially on a laptop or a, a tablet or something like that, um, of course, then this raises the issue you need to get up and walk around once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Blood clots are a thing, you know, uh, so is yeah. obesity. But where do you where do you charge the battery inside I think it's got to plug chair. in. I think you plug it into a wall. See, yeah, I, it's yeah. not I saying anything. I'm these looking chairs because I don't have the type of outlets where. Right, and our chairs are yeah, like in our family room, the chairs right. are in the middle of the room. Sure. They're not next right. to a, an outlet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not seeing yeah, and you anywhere. Put not... this up flat against the wall because it does recline out. But I mean, at the same time, if they said if they said, well, it takes two hours to charge the chair. You know, you could do it when nobody's home. Right. But you know, I, it's, it's not something that you would keep plugged in all the time. Right. But I get the, well, with that plug in, uh, in there, I don't think there's a battery in here, but, uh, I think yeah, it, you might as well just get yourself a portable battery and see if you get, get the chair that you, you want. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I've nice. kind of made this, I've kind of made this sort of setup just what we have. We had gotten a, a love seat, uh, sofa that reclines. So each of us can recline on either side. And then because we opted to not get the kind that has the cup holder in it, because I didn't want something in between us. So I did get a tray that's kind of like it functions just like that in the picture where it's on a stand and then you can adjust it and it'll go underneath the the side of the chair so that the legs, you know, so it doesn't topple over. And then it will, you know, kind of cover like the armrest if you want to. And so then I can put my my drinks and my hand cream and all that kind of stuff there for when I'm watching TV. So having that side table is really, really handy. Well, then I missed this one. It's a swivel recliner with an ottoman, but it's got massage built in. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Yeah, because there's days I come home that, yeah, I could really use. But it doesn't have, a, you know, your tray table or your cup holder, but you could figure out something. You could, there. Well, but see, this is a good inspiration because you look at this and you think, well, do I really want to spend that money or do I really need that feature? Or do I really, eh, that feature's not going to work. So you build it. <laughs> you just well, yeah. make it up yourself as you go along and just get the, the individual pieces because you can get that kind of a tray like I was talking about and – you know, you can get a massager that you could put on top of the the chair. They make right. the the mats that you can plug in, so you could make your own kind of thing like this. Just it, let it serve as an inspiration. Oh yeah, I've got uh, uh, plenty of massagers around here and heating pads, and yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pr- surprised I haven't blown a few some days. But uh, <laughs> uh, so you know, that's our ideas on workflow. This is, you know, our, our things. If somebody's got, you know, suggestions, they want to write into us, uh, how they do things or, or want to tell us we're full of crap or something like <laughs> that. They can, you know, they can get a hold of us, but why don't we start with, uh, uh, introducing ourselves. So, uh, Melissa, why don't we start with you and tell people where they can find you? You can find me online all over at the Mac mommy, or you can go to my website, the and Lisa, where can people find out more about you? I, excuse me. I'm on Twitter at uh, at Sensei Dai, and also I do a podcast with Suze Gilbert and Vicky Stokes called Three Geeky Ladies, which you can find at threegeekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. And if you want to hear more about me, you can follow me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my uh, page, my landing page at mike McPeak dot com where i list the other podcasts i do and some of the other 
things I uh, dabble in. So you can go there and check that out. And if you want to find out more about the show, head over to geekyshowever.com. Reviews and comments on iTunes are always welcome, and we thank everybody who does that. We hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we have, and don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek. Hi, this is Dave Ginsberg. I'm the host of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and anything related to those technologies. Um, with my along with my co-host Warren Sklar, um, we get in depth with a lot of great things that relates to iOS and and its technologies. I'd love to give you to give it a listen. Uh, you can find us at intouchwithios.com, or we are in Apple Podcasts or any. Uh, podcatcher will be able to find us um, but uh, give us a listen we'd love to have you listening to uh, those great technologies and relating to ios thanks